Welcome to How to Become More Podcast. Hello, everybody. Francois from How to Become More. Welcome to the podcast of all podcasts. Today, we're getting you, like usual, entrepreneurs fired up to actually produce their best, most powerful impact so they create more income, more impact, change more lives, and enjoy the journey as well. Let's face it, being an entrepreneur is not always easy, but this is the place to be charged up and wake up and make it happen. Welcome again. Today, you have me, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the most powerful shift that you can make. The most powerful shift. Hmm, what would that shift be? Is it from us? Is it from someone else? Is it a trick? Is it a system? Well, let's find out the most powerful shift that can be made. So, so you know that my lifestyle and sorry, my teaching style is more of I share information and in a powerful way. What do I mean by that? I associate it with things that you already know. And I'm making those associations as you listen, your awareness increases and you will never be the same again. So let's dive in right away. Let's start with an example. If you take a piece of steel and you throw it in water, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to sink. Some of you might be ahead of me, says maybe, maybe not. How about an anvil, a 20 pound anvil and you throw it in the water? What's going to happen? Yeah, that one's going to sink for sure. Then with my kids, I have six kids, as you know, uh, we used to go to Virginia Beach, Virginia uh, every summer, two, three weeks vacation there, beautiful. And then at one point, we went in a certain spot and there we saw this 870 foot long steel structure and it was floating. It was a boat. Yeah. Huh. The boat was made out of steel. You see the shift that just happened in your mind right now? We talk about an anvil. Oh yeah, of course, metal things, they sink. Piece of steel, it sinks. Now I'm telling you 870 feet long. It was thousands of tons in weight and yet it was floating. It was floating just fine. Actually, it was floating by law because the pressure it was giving onto the water was the pressure that water was giving it back. By the way, uh, uh, that, that that ship was a destroyer in uh, in Virginia Beach. And thanks to all those who serve and all those who did serve, North America is a free country because of you. Thanks for serving and God bless. But now let's get back to the anvil and the boat. Both of them float and sink by law. Actually, by laws. Archimedes' law, buoyancy, cause and effect, Newton's law. And there's so many laws that affect if it floats or if it sinks. But everything, let make no mistake about it, is by law. And ignoring the laws will make steel sink. Knowing and working with the laws will make it float. Let's take another example, the Titanic. Well, the Titanic was a big piece of steel as well. And it sank, but it sank by law because it, it uh, uh, fractured the side of it and then water started to come in. So the law was then changed more weight was inside the boat and there's not enough surface contact on the water and that's why the boat sank by law but before that it was floating by law as well so, oh 
hold on, Francois, you know, a boat floating or sinking. What does that have to do with business success or being fired up to produce great results in a business? Good question. It's got a lot to do about it and let's explore. But before we go there, let's find out about two business people. And these people operate the same business. Actually, it's a jewelry store and they're in the same city, actually on the same street just a couple of blocks, one from the other. One is flourishing like crazy. And the other one is barely scraping by. And they both sell the same quote unquote stuff. You know, they got uh, jewelry, diamonds, watches, all the same stuff. Why then is it that one flourishes and the other one is not in the same city on the same street, having access to the same people? Well, let's meet the owners and I think it will become apparent to you. One of them is always nice, always smiling, always inviting, and always serving. The other one is always gloomy. And whenever you come into a store, you feel like you're bothering him. It's like you don't want to go back. So it's not the business that they're in. It's the person doing it. Remember talking about the most powerful shift? It's not if you're in insurance, if you're a financial planner, real estate, business owners, entrepreneur, it's not the business that you're in. It's the person. So let's not find, let's find out that it is the inside that's got things to do with it, not the outside. It's not, uh, I like Wattis Waddles, um, uh, a fantastic book and course that he made. And he says in there, it's not doing certain things but it's doing things in a certain way. I'd like to repeat that again. It's not doing certain things. It's doing things in a certain way. Those two jewelers are doing the same thing. They're doing certain things. They're selling jewelry. They got a store and they clean it up and they make it happen and everything is good. So you're doing the same thing as your competition, are you? And then why is it that some succeed and others don't? Well, it's doing things in a certain way. What is that certain way? I'll be part of a, another discussion at one point where I'll give you a sample of it right here, right now. Leave everyone you meet with the impression of increase. That's doing things in a certain way. Everybody feels better after they met you. Everybody says, wow, that was a great encounter. I captured something from this uh, encounter that we have together and it's helping me in my life. And by the way, you, ladies and gentlemen, listeners are the one that decides if any encounter you will leave them with the impression of increase and also are you looking to learn something from every person that you meet and every circumstances that you encounter very powerful introspective question doing things in a certain way is what makes the difference and you are at the center of it so Another example in nature, you say another example, Francois, I love examples because it will make it resonate. And as you're going about your day later on, you're going to still think about those examples and I'm doing them in many ways. One was in the water, the other ones was in stores. And this one is going to be about nature. So if someone wants to have a harvest, well, they prepare the earth. That's the number one thing that they do. And then, well, again, I'm not a farmer, so I might skip some steps here but bear with me and you'll understand that it makes sense. Prepare the earth, then you plant good seeds, not bad ones, good seeds, and then you water and nurture it, and then it grows into a harvest, which is fantastic. Now, let's have or drive it home a little bit to where I want us to go today, 
is if we look at preparing the earth and we think about it as our mind, your mind, my mind, everyone's mind. So the mind is like the earth. Are we preparing it to receive and planting good seeds, which is good ideas that we will nurture, good thoughts that we will explore and enable them to take root and then we'll water and nurture them. How? By taking good actions with knowledge and understanding, understanding the law, the law that governs the success of the enterprise that we're in. Very important. And then it grows and we collect the harvest. That's the results. Big, small, good or bad. We are the initiator of it. And this is powerful. To understand better, let's build a model and let's look at the mind. If I ask you to think about the mind, what do you think comes up as a picture in your mind when I'm saying, what's the mind look like? Some people might think of the brain. Some people see a nebulous thing. It doesn't really matter, but if you ask 10 different people, they will have 10 different uh, description of it. So let's have and build a model that we can all agree on and build from it. And in 1934, Thurman Fleet was in a holistic heart and he created something and he said that the mind is not a thing, but mind is an activity. So mind is not a thing, but mind is an activity. And since we don't have a picture of it, let's create a picture that will help us understand it more. And what he did is, and you did this as a kid, but we're going to make it change a little bit, a stick person. So for this stick person, I want you to imagine a big circle that's the, the, the head and then a small line and then under it, a small circle that represents the body with two arms and two legs. So you got a big head and a small body. So this is a representation of the mind that we will work with. Now, if we look at the top circle, we'll call this the mind and it's got two parts. Of course, the mind's got more than two parts, but to make it simple and understanding, we're just going to keep it to two parts. The top part is the conscious mind and it experiences the world through the five senses. See, hear, smell, taste, and touch. That's how our conscious mind is experiencing the world. Then below this on the other half of that circle on the top is the subconscious mind. And so as we're thinking about the subconscious mind, this is where habits resides. This is where programming is. This is where you do not need to think about swallowing your saliva or clinging your eyes to keep them wet or to breathe for that matter, or your heart that keeps going. All this is programmed in there and it creates a simple, easy flow that you do not need to think about. It's done automatically. So the subconscious mind is absolutely wonderful. There's more aspects to it, but we're concentrating on this for now. So if we're looking at the conscious mind, this is where we can think. So as you're listening to me right now, you're having some thoughts. So hopefully you're looking at this big circle and you're seeing that we're talking about the conscious mind, which is the top part of the circle. And you can think ideas, you can originate ideas. And as you start thinking about ideas, images are going to come in your mind. And those, if some of those images are of interest to you, you may start to add feelings to them. If you think about a nice meal and you like to eat at a nice restaurant with your spouse or, or special other or your family or friends, and then you see, oh, it's going to be so great. So all these images, you might even start to salivate. And that's because in the subconscious mind, there's, there's things that are already in there, experiences that you have that enable you to process information much faster. 
And so you don't need to get tired in processing information. The subconscious mind will. And that's where the habits are residing. And do you know that 96 to 98% of our habits are habitual? 96 to 98% of our habits are habitual? No wonder we're reliving the same life again and again and again. Because in the conscious mind, it's only 2 to 4%. Only 2 to 4% do we have conscious power over what it is that we're doing. 96 to 98% is controlled by the subconscious mind. So I give you something that's pretty funny on this. Tomorrow, when you put on your pants, find out which leg that you put in first. And then you can say, what are you doing, Francois? Well, think about this. Tomorrow, when you put on your pants, think about the leg. And if you're about, let's say, for example, to put the right leg in, stop yourself and put the left leg first. As you do this, you will stumble. You will tip over because you're not used to it. It is your subconscious mind that is programmed to do this. And where did this happen? When, when you were a kid, your mom or your dad, whenever they were putting your pants on, they were rolling one leg up. And then, so if they had the right leg up that's open, you'd put your left leg up says, no, the other leg. <laughs> and then you'd put the other leg. And through that repetition of your parents helping you to get dressed, when you finally got dressed on your own, you always put the same leg in first. You don't need to think about it. It's happening. Why am I saying all these things? Because we are programmed, want it or not. And many habits that we have are in our subconscious mind. And they call them paradigm. Joel Baker uh, created a book called Paradigm. And he talked about this. He says that paradigm is a mental programming that we have in our subconscious mind. That is all of our habitual behavior. And most of our behavior is habitual, as I said. So since the subconscious mind is in charge of the doing. So 96 to 98% of what you do is from the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is in charge of the doing. Not the conscious mind is only 2 to 4%. Think about this. Those of you who know how to drive stick shift, standard with a clutch in a vehicle. So if you don't know how, you've been in a car where someone was trying. When you first try to do something new, you're using your conscious mind. You're using 2 to 4% of your capacity. And that's why I go, uh, 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 and it's not working really well. And the first time you're driving stick shift or standard, it is not the best experience. But the more you do it, the more fluent it gets. It's not that the task gets easier, is that your ability to do it has increased. Follow me on this. Listen and think about this. Your ability to do it has increased because of repetition. And soon, instead of using the 2 to 4% to create the shifting, it goes passed down into a programming of the subconscious mind, which is in charge of 96 to 98% of what you do. So therefore, years later or months later or a week later, actually years later, you can actually drive a standard. The phone is ringing in the car and then you lower, you take one finger, you, you, you shut down the radio and then you put it in, you put the flasher to take a left. You downshift in second gear as you're answering, hello, Francois speaking, may I help you? All in one shot, no effort done. Why? It is in your subconscious mind. It is programmed there. And so why is this so important? Because since the habits regulate what it is that we're doing and they've become paradigms because many habits are forming our paradigms, they create your results. They create my results. They create everyone's results. So changing your paradigm then changes your results. But habits are strong 
and they're rooted very deep. Good ones and bad ones. The good habits form good results. The bad habits form bad results. And oftentimes the mistake that many people do, and I stand to help correct that, is that people want new results. They say, I'm going to change my behavior. So it says, it's hard to change your behavior. And it's also short term because your habits will always win. I'll give you an example of myself. Cookies. <laughs> I like some cookies. And so, and I have a, I have six kids, but now there's this 17 year old that eats like a bottomless pit. And whenever we finish supper, he takes out a bag of cookies and he starts to eat them one, two, three, four, five, six, and he can go up to 10. And he's just eating them and he's skinny like a bone. And so I eat one cookie and then, cause I love, I'm a sweet tooth. So I eat a cookie, I eat two, and sometimes I eat three, four, and I go, whoa, 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 why am I doing this? No, 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 this is not what I want. But yet I'm doing it. It's the subconscious mind that takes over. And so now in order to change it, I had to shift my habit. And so in order to shift my habit, I create a new image of the person I want to be. And now instead of taking a cookie like he does and putting in one shot in my mouth, I take a little bite and then a little bite and then a little bite. Next thing you know, out of a cookie, I have six, seven, eight bites. So sometimes I just have one cookie or maybe two, maybe, but that's it. I was able to change it, but I had to change the paradigm. I had to change the habit and that came through repetition. And so all these things that we're talking about is to help us understand that changing habits changes results, but it changes it permanently and results that stick. Think about when you were riding a bike, you know, you can watch all the YouTube videos online and they're going to teach you how to ride a bike so easily. Ha, fantastic. Riding a bike. That's easy. And then until you put your butt on a bike and you start doing it and newsflash, you will fall. You will never learn how to ride a bike. You need to experience it. So for information to create transformation, we need integration and an integration has many things. Number one is doing it. Number two is the feeling. If you're always afraid of going on a bike, you'll never do it. But if you anticipation of, I want to do like my friends or neighbors to actually ride a bike or be with mom and dad, then ride a bike. Well, there you go. So through that feeling, it'll push you into action. And then through encouragement, you'll make it happen. So you're nurturing it with repetition. And next thing you know, you're riding a bike. I'm 61 years old. I still know how to ride bikes. Actually, I still race motocross. <laughs> and my son, the 17, he jumps 70 to 80 feet with his bike. I, I'm, I'm only at 30 to 40 feet, but it's still pretty good indeed. Why am I saying this? Once you do something that's in the subconscious mind, it's going to be on autopilot. And the more you continue to do it, the more it will assist you where you want to be. How can this help us with business? Well, let's find out if we can change our habits or paradigms. How can this help us? I will explain two situations and scenarios, and then I'll give you how to do it. I wrote down some non-productive habits that I had non-productive habits. And this is what it was. I said, once I start toward a goal, I stop myself and want to work and create a system that will be foolproof to make it easier before I go on. I used to do that all the time. I would sabotage myself. Oh, this is a good idea. I said, oh no, I need to create a system now. And so this was such an habitual thing that it did not make me realize as much accomplishments as I wanted. So this is what I did. I wrote it this way. Once I make a decision 
I start towards a goal and I take massive action immediately and I let the results dictate the adjustments needed, if any. By doing so, I gain momentum and become unstoppable, making quantum leaps towards the successful outcome I desire. And then I did this and I repeated it and I wrote it down. And I repeated and I wrote it down. And I did so much that now, whenever I make a decision, man, I take a massive action, get out of my way because I'm creating a new habit. And as I'm doing this, it becomes easier. Remember the stick shift? At first, you're using two to 4% of your mind to make it happen. And once you do it with repetition again and again, it goes into the subconscious mind, which is 96 to 98% of the horsepower available to you. Do you see how this helps you in your business? All right. So how about another one? I said, if I don't do it right the first time, I'll burn my chances of success because I might lose a good prospect and will fail. Ah. Oh. Can you imagine? I used to think that. Oh no, I, I, I'm not ready yet to call someone. What if they reject me? Or what if something happens? And, and I, they ask me a question, I don't know the answer. Holy moly, am I getting in my way or what? So now I says that the faster I take massive action, the faster I become the expert people are seeking and hiring. And by doing this and repeating it and doing it again and again, it actually changed me. So. For those of you who feel that maybe sometimes imposter syndrome, look at this. The faster I take massive action, the faster I become the expert people are seeking and hiring. How's that for a new habit to create? Do you think that your results will change with that? Absolutely, they will change. You'll be astonished by it at the speed that it does. So I like to leave everybody with something very tangible from this podcast. And so here it is now. If you're driving, please, don't try and do this as you're driving. If you're not, or if you want, go on the side of the road. And if you don't have a pen and paper, take a pen and paper and take this down. I'm going to give you a list of six things. So how do we change habits? Number one, list them. List the habits that you have for your business. I wake up early. I wake up late. I procrastinate on following up. I follow up all the time. I create funnels. I have my email secret. All these habits, all the things that you're doing, all your actions, list them. Then, number two, you identify the NPH, the non-productive habits. Identify the non-productive habits. You can circle them. You circle the non-productive habits, and as you do so, they start to stand out. And you know what they are and where they are. And as you do this, it helps you to really figure out what you need to work on and what you don't need to work on. So the non-productive habits, you identify them. Number three, describe them in details. And so you're going to say, but I don't want to, uh, to ponder on the negative. Trust me with this belief. It's fantastic. You identify and you then describe them in full details. And so as they're described in full details, now we're going to go to number four. We're going to write the positive way of it. The fastest way, a fast tip for all of you here for a quick success on this is write the polar opposite of your non-productive habits. For example, I always, it's going to be a simple one. I always procrastinate when I am to call follow-ups. So then it says, then your new one is I always take action and follow up on a decisive matter. I always follow up rapidly. I always follow up rapidly. So no longer are you associating procrastination with following up. Now you're associating with taking action. That's just an example. So to make it easy, write down the polar opposite of the non-productive habits. 
Number five, identify one or two maximum, one or two maximum that you want to work on. Why one or two max? If you try to work on too many, your brain is going to fry, is going to say, hey, I don't want this. It's going to slam the brakes, put the vehicle in park and throw the keys in the ditch. It says, I'm not doing this. Do yourself a favor and do it slow. One or two maximum that you want to work on. And number six, start to repeat them every day. A rule of thumb, as you all heard, is 21 days, give or takes. But the deeper the habit is, the longer it takes to remove it and replace it. Therefore, be patient and consistent with yourself. And so these habits that have changed and transformed took a while. But I can tell you now that the, the second one that I told you, the faster I take massive action, the faster I become the expert people are seeking and hiring has made me devour so many books, find out so many things, apply so much knowledge successfully and help my clients do so that everybody is accelerating. So find one that suits you and use it. There are no wrong answers. Just not doing it is the wrong thing. Caveat, when you'll start doing this, you will feel awkward at first, but it's okay. I'm giving you permission to feel awkward at first. It's normal, but if you persist, you will get success. Actually, Christian Michelson says a sentence that I really love. He says that success is inevitable if, number one, you do the work. Number two, you work on yourself. And number three, time is the only variable. So time is the only variable. If you do the work and you work on yourself, you're going to succeed. It's only time. It's a matter of time. We don't know the time. So be patient and persistent. And repetition is key to ingraining new habits. Do it again and again. Put in your agenda. Make a bell or a, an alarm on your phone that rings and says, oh, you got to do it. And the more repetition you do it, the easier it will become. Remember this stick shift? At first, it's hard because two to four percent only of your mind is actually doing it. After a while through repetition, the subconscious mind takes over, which is 96 to 98 of the horsepower you have available. And that's how you start to work less and earn more money. Work less and affect more lives. It is a wonderful, wonderful equation. Now, some of you may say, oh, I know some of this stuff. I heard it before. And some of you might say, wow, this is pretty new. It's something that I like the association with the boat, with the steel, with nature, and with the two business people enables you and enables me to have better images in our mind. And so one thing that I heard Bob Proctor says that results always tell the truth. Results always tell the truth. So if the results we're getting are not to what we want, then the most powerful shift you can make is you. It's me. It's you. Our habits. That's the most powerful shift that we can make. Outside circumstances, methods, techniques. You can get this course on first SEO page ranking with Google and you might fail miserably. Why? Because you're doing certain things. You're not doing it in a certain way. Every information that you have passes through you. And sometimes we are the biggest obstacle to our own success. We put our foot on the hose of success and abundance coming our way. And we wonder why it's not coming. Well, it's your habitual behavior. That's why you need to do the exercise that I told you about. And let me tell you that list again, very quickly this time. 
So you want to change your habits? List all your habits, number one. Number two, identify the non-productive habits. Number three, describe them in detail. Number four, write the polar opposite of the non-productive habits. Number five, identify one or two max to be worked on. And number six, start to repeat them every day. Rule of thumb, 21 days, give or take. And the deeper the habit, the longer it takes. Be patient and be consistent. Your rewards will be absolutely wonderful for you. Absolutely wonderful. They're, see, your habits that you have, they're powerful workers. Teach them what to do. They're powerful workers. And they don't ask for a raise. And they're never sick. As a habit is very powerful. And so teach them what to do diligently. My dad used to say, if you're doing something new and you make it hard at first, it's going to be easy for a long time. If you make it easy at first when you're learning something new, it's going to be hard for a long time. So pay the price and make sure that you're doing what it takes to put the necessary effort to align the 96 to 98% of the horsepower available for your success in your business and align them so you eliminate the habits that work against you and you actually empower and create new habits that will catapult and speed track your success. I'm taking a sip here. All right. <clears throat> See, if you need help with this, connect with me. I've been studying this for 43 years. That's, that this material is absolutely amazing. So I'm more than certified. I'm qualified for this. But finally, it does not matter how much you know. It's what are you doing with it? What are the results in your life? As we are seeking success, as we're seeking to get better, and success definition is different for everybody. I like Earl Nightingale's definition of it, which says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So once again, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So success is a journey and it's progressive. Be patient with yourself, but you want to accelerate it seek advice from others a coach a business coach me someone else do something i like to say that god cannot steer a parked car because even if you're going in the wrong direction at least you're moving and then he can steer you in the right one and sometimes also last week uh, we had a, no two, two weeks ago we had bruno morris great guest and he said something powerful remember this he says when you see up you seek opportunity you will find it then when you see an opportunity that you like jump right away because if you don't fear is going to grab you and stop you from moving and you will be stuck fear has this paralyzing effect and that paralyzing effect that means we're not moving and hence we are stuck so movement is what gets us unstuck so start moving taking action even i give you permission to do imperfect action as you take imperfect action, you're going to start gaining momentum. And then the results that you get are going to be the best feedback to tell you if you're in the right direction or if you need to tweak something. And you create a habit of this, you're going to start mastering things faster and faster again and again. And the more you do it, the better it is. The better you get, the more impact you make in other people's lives, the more income that you make, and the happier you are and the happier people are. People are waiting for your skills talents and ability. It is your duty to get out there and share what you know, the best of your ability with the people that need you. And it's your duty to get better every day. Bob Proctor used to say all the time, 
There's always a way to do something, but there's always a better way. Always seek a better way to do something. And as you do that, your incremental increases will give you quantum leaps in results. Get in an environment of people that support you. If you want and you have big goals, big dreams, big aspirations, and you share with people that are saying, who do you think you are? Why are you saying this? You want to make how much money? Are you crazy? Like, come on. If this is your environment, now is the time to change your environment. Change your environment. Go with people that will support you. Come to me. We can have a talk together and find out what it is that's stopping you. What are those hidden challenges that are stopping you right now? You know about it. You're driving, you're sitting down, you're thinking wherever you are, listening to me right now, and you're saying, hmm, yeah, there's some things that are not happening in my life right now, and I don't know exactly what it is. Let's have a call. Let's have a talk together. Let's find out through my proprietary questions. I have this way of finding out hidden challenges that are hindering the speed at which you succeed or stop you literally in your track. Keyword in this is that they're hidden. And so we need to find them and unearth them. Once we find them, then we can deal with them and replace them with something else. If now's the time for you to catapult your results, get a hold of me. Let's find out. Go on my websites. You'll be able to find me. I'm all over the internet. And so I appreciate each and every one of you. And I salute each and every one of you entrepreneurs. You are the heartbeat of the economy. Everything happens because of you. And my role is to, with passion, enable you to wake up and stop tiptoeing through life and go forward boldly making a difference and yes i give you permission to make mistakes because when you make mistakes get back up and if you have a hard time get someone that can help you or call me i'll help you get back up because someone out there needs you your message your way to actually help them out don't stop keep going keep going forward move make an impact you got this and i got your back I appreciate everybody here. And that's why I talk about how to become more. How to become more is taking care of yourself. When you take care of yourself first, you're gonna be able to serve people more. Before you say, oh, well, that's egotistic. You're gonna take care of yourself. Well, think about this. If you're not there, well, it doesn't exist. Nothing goes through you. You're not creating anything anymore. So the first thing you can do is take care of yourself. And as you become a better servant, a better tool, you'll be able to help more people. And that's when you're making an impact. God bless in all that you do. Continue. If you have fallen down, get yourself back up. Dust yourself up and keep going. And if you need help doing so, give me a call. It'll be a pleasure. Also, I have in the, in the chat, I'll put a little something. It's, <coughs> sorry, a gift for anyone that's interested on this. It's free. And basically, it says the fastest way to get back on track when your results are going sideways and you feel discouraged. It is something that's fast, easy. You can actually do it anytime, anywhere, and is very powerful. My gift to you to contribute on how to get you back on track fast when things are going sideways and you feel discouraged. Make it a reality, change lives. It's a pleasure to seeing with you. And until next time, make it a great day. Bye now. This is Francois from howtobecomemore.com.